Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey, welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. This is Blaze, and this week I want to talk about boundaries. What are they? How do they work? How do you have a healthy boundary versus an unhealthy boundary? What does it all mean anyway? There's a lot of hype about having healthy boundaries and what you need to do in order to have um, a better life and take your personal power back and all of that. So let's, let's dive into it and talk about what a healthy boundary even is. Anyway, so I think that boundaries are understood by most of us as having like this line in the sand past which someone does something and then we're like, nope, we're not going to deal with that. And we're either going to have a fight with them, cut them out of our life, ignore them forever, ruin their life, like whatever it is. But it always has a high emotional like flavor to it where we're like, oh, I'm getting nervous because someone's approaching my boundary or they're not taking my boundary seriously and then they're in my space and I hate it and then I'm going to have to do something. So that's my experience with boundaries and how I felt in the past about them is like I didn't have any. So I'd be like, well, people just want stuff from me all the time and I'm just giving it to them all the time, but no one's really giving me anything back. And that's how I felt about my boundaries or lack thereof. Or I'd be confused as to why do all these people just come and tell me all their stuff and they don't do that with other people? What's going on? Do I not have healthy boundaries? So if you're an empathic person, a highly sensitive person, you probably spend a lot of time thinking about your boundaries and if you have them, what you can do to make them stronger and feeling like you need more protection in general from life and the world, because it just seems like everything is coming in and there's, it's difficult for you to filter all of that and make sense of it. And it's also hard to see where you end and the world begins. So in that case, it feels like everything that's going on in the world has something to do with you and that maybe you feel responsible for it as though you've made all of this stuff happen or somehow it was happening, but because you noticed it and you happened to be there, you should be the one to take care of it and fix it. And that certainly is something that I've grown up with feeling like I can feel what's going on around me. I can feel everybody's emotions. It must be like I should do something to fix it. (laughs) That was my thought. So if that sounds like you, hang in. We're going to talk about all of that stuff today. So let's talk about what's really happening there. So a boundary in an energetic sense is like, where is the end of you and the beginning of the outside world or the beginning of something else? And I don't know that there really is. Because if you think about yourself as like your thoughts, where do your thoughts end? Do they even exist in a physical space? If you think about your body, does your body end at the edge of your skin? Or is it at the edge of like your hairs? Or is it at the edge of your breath? How far does that go? Where is your space? So I think intuitively, we all understand that we take up more space than just our physical bodies. And we definitely notice when someone walks into our space 
even if we're not looking at them, like we can feel their presence or we can feel their eyes on us, right? So that's energy. That's energy. And I think when people want to have a stronger boundary around them, what they're talking about is they just want to be clear about where they end and where everything else kind of begins. And maybe they just don't want to absorb so much of other people's energy and their boundary, and they don't want them coming in. And I want to say like clouding up their space or taking up their space. I notice that we can get really emotional around powerful personalities, people that seem to have so much energy and like they come into the room and you're either just really love them. They're so charismatic or you're like, get the hell out of here. You're so annoying, right? We've all experienced people like that, that come in and you're like, oh, they're really fun, but they just, they take up all of the energy, like all the focus goes to them. They're very draining. We also talk about energy vampires, right? The people that you spend time with. And then at the end, you're like, oh God, that was so exhausting for me. I didn't gain any energy from that interaction at all. I felt like they came in and we interacted and they sucked all my energy away. And now I'm like a husk of a human being. So what's going on there is a desire, I think, to to solidify your boundary, right? So that you're like, this is my energy and I don't really want you siphoning off my energy. And I don't want to just give it to you and not get any back. And maybe you also want to be clear about what energy you're taking in from other people. So I've been um, taking a class with Jeffrey Allen, who's amazing. And he talks a lot about energy work. And I love the way that he was discussing boundaries this week. So he was talking about how people's energy like you can't really take someone else's energy from them and you can't really give yours away. We think that we can, but we can't. He says, it's more like a sympathetic resonance. And I said, oh, that totally makes sense. That's what I've noticed too. So it's not so much that someone comes in and steals all of your energy away so much as they have an energy that you start kind of vibing with and it kind of tanks your energy. And now you feel like you've just kind of drained it into a pit or someone comes in and they're really loud and rather than either matching it, you kind of try to block it or bounce it away. And that seems to take more of your energy too. So it's interesting to think of energy that way. Instead of thinking that you have this hard line that you need to defend or that you need to keep people away from, or that you just want to filter everyone out of, instead to think like, okay, I'm me and here I am, and this is my energy in my space allowing people to also have their energy in their space and notice them and ideally be able to pick up their information and understand it and decide, do I want to also feel like this energy? Do I want to like pick up their happiness? Yeah, sure. Give me more of that. But if they come in and they're really angry or sad or whatever, I want to understand that, but I don't want to become it also. And he talks about boundaries as in being able to choose and have permission to be your own self and give them permission to be their own self too. And I thought, yeah, that's totally brilliant and something that I definitely want to do more of. So when there's someone that comes in and they're having a lot of emotions, if you could imagine that you have like this tube of energy around you or that you're like as big as the room, you could imagine that your energy, like you decide to just bring it in more towards yourself and you're in the middle of your energy and that you are allowing the edge of that to be in resonance with what they're feeling. So you can feel it also, and you can talk to them and reflect back to them, whatever needs to happen. But then you can also say like, okay, but beyond this, this arm's length, 
you know, you can be as angry, as sad as whatever it is you want, but inside of this towards myself, it's going to be how I want to feel. I have a hundred percent authority over my own energy. Um, Jeffrey Allen calls it seniority. So like you're choosing that, of course, my decision is the senior decision. Like I, I get to feel how I want to feel. I get to be what I want to be. I get to vibrate how I want to vibrate. Right. And everyone else can do that too over there, not here. And what I loved about him talking about this is that it made me go, yeah, you know, what's great about that is that it takes my responsibility as this empathic person who's like, oh, do I have to fix someone? Do I have to fix anybody? I've learned to let go of that a long time ago. I can't fix anyone. Only only someone else can fix themselves. So yeah, that that made total sense to me. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for how I feel and I'm allowed to feel how I feel. And you know what? Over there, they're allowed to feel however they want to. And to be able to say like, they could even feel that way right next to me. But in this little space that's just around me, even if I shrink it in to just be up against my skin or up against my body, I still get to feel me and be me. And I get to choose if I want to pick that up and become that or not. And the idea of like being tuning forks with each other, right? Where you can just tune into someone else's energy and then you can kind of either stop it or continue to vibrate at the resonance really made so much sense and felt so right to me. So you imagine that like, oh, I, I'm joyful. I'm happy. I want to spread joy. I'm giving off that feeling and I want to share it, but it's your choice if you want to pick up that vibe and run with it, or if you don't, and you can pick it up. If you have a little bit of joy in you, you're like, Ooh, I want to vibrate at joy and happy and awesome. And you can choose to pick up that copy, right? Of the joy. And now you have your own little joy moving around. Like you get to leave and still have that. And I think what happens sometimes is that we pick up someone else's worry or sadness, or we pick it up thinking that we're helping them, but we haven't actually taken it from someone else. What we've done is we've copied it onto ourselves. Whew. Yes. We copy someone else's pain. We copy someone else's sadness or anger. We learn to match it and we do it because we're trying to understand what the other person is feeling or we just, that's how, how we do it, right? We, we feel what they feel. We understand better. And then we're able to help. And we usually try to help in the way that feels the best to us, the way that we would cheer ourselves up. And you know why? Because we're now vibrating at sad and we're trying to improve our own sadness, not theirs, but it works because then as we're improving ourselves, they can pick up on our vibe, and pick it up. So isn't that fascinating? Oh, yes. So how do we start to create this sense of this is me and I have this permission around myself to be what I want today all the time, but just for now, starting with right now in this moment today, how do I want to feel or how do I feel and say it's a hundred percent okay. And I think it really is it comes down to just being able to say that to yourself and say, you know what, just in this moment, it's a hundred percent okay that I feel like this. But rather than um, telling everyone in the world or thinking that I have responsibility for everything in the world, everything around me also having to feel this way or be this way, I can just say, nope, me right here, me, my energy, my body, maybe, maybe I want to be as big as this room or maybe just as far out as I can reach. Great. In this bubble, I'm going to be, and I always choose content, peaceful, happy, grateful. The, those ones just make me good. I, I feel good. <laughs> but there are times where I'm like, I'm sad, I'm miserable, I'm cranky. 
And when I'm feeling cranky, I'd be like, okay, in my bubble, I'm cranky, but I don't really want to give that. Like I have a hundred percent permission to be cranky. I don't have to spread it larger than that. It doesn't have to go out beyond me. And if I see my daughter and she's cranky and she comes in and she's sad and distraught, the instinct is to also get amped up and sad and distraught. And I'm learning how to just be like, okay, just ground yourself, be in your own energy and feel what she's feeling and comfort her. But it's okay for me not to match it. I don't need to get as wound up as my daughter. I don't need to get outraged. I don't need to get exhausted or whatever she's feeling. I can feel that she is, but I don't have to mirror it or I don't have to 100% take it on. Mm, that feels so good. And what's interesting is that then I'm able to let her feel how she feels. So she is feeling cranky, upset, whatever. I'm able to really lovingly look at her and say, you know what? You are 100% allowed to be upset. And I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you know, I'm here for you. Let me know what I can do to help. And sometimes she'll tell me and I'll be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. We're, we're not having you know, ice cream at seven in the morning. That's not going to happen. You are allowed to be as angry about that as you want. And she'll go off and be angry, but it didn't make me angry. We didn't have a huge fight about it. And then the moment passes and she comes back and she's decided to change her energy again. And now she's, you know, off to something else, which is great. Ah, I know I talk about it so much on this podcast about this ability of children to just really move through emotions quickly and to really fully feel something and then just move on to something else. But I love it so much. It's teaching me so much about how we are capable of feeling things through quickly and that we don't have to hold on to them. It doesn't need to become a habit, but that we can choose habits with our emotions. And personally, like I like to build the joyful, happy ones, and I'm enjoying helping my daughter to build that as her habit as well, so that she doesn't default to cranky, sad, and upset. She defaults to just happy and excited and curious. And that's great. And then she has moments as we all do of being pissed off, angry, mean, whatever it is that she's going through. And then it moves on. And I think that's how it's meant to be. And I love this thought that having a healthy boundary means that I can sense when I'm starting to vibrate at the same energy level as someone else particularly my kid, because I spend so much time with her. And I'm able to then make that choice in my head and say, you know what, though, I'm the boss of me and I, I'm i not choosing to do this right now. I'm going to go back to my peaceful me and I'm going to notice that she's still upset and that's cool. And I can let that drain out of me. And I am really curious to see how other people do this for themselves. Do they do it? Do you have that ability to be aware enough of what's going on to go, oh, I'm starting to pick up that person's energy. And I'm just going to casually, lightly, without judgment, go like, oh yeah, I didn't really want to pick that up right now. And it doesn't mean that I have to send that person away. It doesn't mean I have to stop being compassionate. It just means like, I'm not choosing to also feel that way and not judge myself for that either. I used to think earlier, particularly as a teenager, like if I didn't actually feel the way that my friends felt that I was being a bad friend. And I don't feel that way anymore. I think as you grow up, you start to realize like, no, we're all allowed to have our own feelings and getting wound up and into the same resonance as a friend 
while it really lets you understand them, sometimes it turns you into them a little bit. And that can be a great thing or it can be a really destructive thing depending on what's going on. So being able to say like, nope, I'm still me and I don't need to alter to be a different person for everyone around me simply to fit in. I can actually just be me. I can be calm. I can be happy. And I can still be there for people who are upset, who are stressed out, who are whatever, and hold that calm space. Because you know what's really cool about that is that then they can choose to be tuning to you. We don't always have to become the stressor out emotion. You can be the calm thing that other people go like, oh, I want to be near you because then I can calm down. And when you're able to hold on to that, man, like not only is it awesome for you, but I think it starts to become awesome for everyone around you as well. Like you become that oasis where people are like, oh, it feels really nice to be around this person because they're just themselves. Like they're not getting caught up in the tide. They're not, you know, riding this crazy roller coaster that I'm on. And I, I just want to be over here and calm down with them over here on this nice, pleasant hill. Right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So what is the frequency that you're vibrating at? What's your energy like today? And how would you like it to be? What would it be like if you could choose to just say, yes, it's okay. Whatever I'm feeling today is completely fine and just relax into that. I think you'll find that if you can say yes to whatever you're feeling, no matter what it is, it tends to just, it smooths out. It allows you to get into a much calmer space and it allows you to feel ah, relief that you can be you whatever that is. And when you give yourself that permission, it gives everyone else around you permission to do the same. And that actually feels a lot like freedom and it feels like a nice, healthy boundary. It's been fun chatting with you today. I hope that you have a really wonderful week and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.